Yep. Rolling. Wicked. Um, so welcome to Unplugged, guys. Uh, hosting today is me and Amy on my left. Uh, for our first guest, kicking it off with a bang, we have um, one quarter of uh, Girls Don't Sink, Sophia Violet. How are we doing? Hey guys, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. Where have good. you come from today? Liverpool, the best city in the world where I live. <laughs> I want to be a scouser, but I'm not. <laughs> Maybe one day. And uh, today you're playing at Drum Sheds, aren't you? Yes, yeah, Elroy at Drum Sheds. It's the Eats Everything History of Rave Takeover. And Conductor's playing as well. Who else? There's a few other people. It's, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit nervous because it's so big, but it'll be fun. Is it Halloween special? It is indeed. What's the, uh, the outfit saying? Um, I'm going as Christina Aguilera from the Dirty Music video. Um, and I got my heart so set on the costume, like... I, I couldn't find it anywhere and I had to spend like far too much money on something that I'm literally going to wear once a year. And it's the sort of costume that like you do only wear once a year. But then we're playing another Hall Halloween show in Edinburgh and for that I'm just going to do like Pamela Anderson and wear black. So Is that tonight balance. as well? No, that's on the 31st. Okay. Context, tonight is Halloween if you didn't get Oh that. yeah. <laughs> Not sure when this will come out. But um, yeah, kind of a full circle moment for us because our first uh, interview was you guys in Leeds with 23 uh, Degrees, yeah. <laughs> shout yeah. out 23 Degrees and Tremaine. Um, well, that was with Jack, unfortunately he's not here at the minute, but uh, yeah, talk to us, how's life at the minute? What's Sophia, Sophia Violet a day in the life at the minute? So I've literally, my close friend story on Instagram really gets like, really has to deal with a lot right now because I just go on vents on there. Cause you know what, <laughs> after summer I thought like, okay, things are gonna chill out a bit. I can have a little like reset, nope. Nope. <laughs> like just straight back in um and what, straight into club night yeah and like you know what i actually love i love festival season but i do love club nights but it's just been a bit non-stop like we, we've had a couple of like midweek shows in europe and like some like uni shows as well so that's been a bit i'm just basically my day-to-day -day life right now is trying to find routine and discipline my my own time basically what's, what's your sleep pattern like though oh i don't really have a body i feel like do i just don't have a body day? clock um, I feel like I can't sleep before 2am and then like I wake up usually around 10am. I'm such a deep sleeper as well. I always sleep through alarms. <laughs> like that's why I'm so happy I made it here today, guys. Yeah. Um, Thanks for coming. No worries. Um, but yeah, my body clock, I, I try and I try and make it better, but it's not, it's, it struggles because it just constantly gets thrown off. But a day in the life, mm, I don't know. Every, every day is really different. Yeah. It just depends. Nice. And so you're from down south originally, living in yeah. Liverpool at the minute. What inspired you to kind of get into DJing and your maybe some of your experiences when you were younger that kind of pushed you in that direction? So my mum was and is now a DJ actually, but um, she had me when she was my age and she was DJing in clubs like when UK Garage was having its first sort of surgeons. Um, so I was actually in her belly when she was playing in clubs. So I feel like it's sort of been like injected into my veins. So Baby Raver. Yeah, literally. Baby Raver. So I feel like it's just, and then, so I went home um, obviously for lockdown. Um, I just started uni in Liverpool in first year and we had to go home in like March. And I was like, right, no time like the present. Cause I always said I wanted to learn, but I don't know if I would have got around to it. I probably would have, but it just gave me a bit, a bit of a boost. And so my mum just showed me the basics. And then I just would spend hours in there every day. But I definitely say my family is the biggest inspiration because my dad also works like a big part of his job is working, um, designing um, fest stage 
stages at festivals. Oh, no way. Does he do yeah. any of the festivals that you've been playing at? Well, he, he used to do Glastonbury every year and then the one year he stopped, we started. But um, So I've always been surrounded with dance music my whole life growing up. Like that's all there was in the car at home. Um, but yeah. So when you came to learning how to DJ, what kind of genre were you going into? What I actually, playing? I was trying to figure it out because like at that point I'd only been, because basically I turned 18 in June. So I hadn't been out at all since before uni. So I only started going to like raves. I've been to like four raves in Liverpool and then had to go home to the middle of nowhere. Um, no way. Yeah. So I was sort of figuring out my taste and I'd had, I, I was, I'd had SoundCloud since I was like 13, 14. And I was sort of going through my likes. I couldn't really work out like what the genre was. So I, when I first started learning, my mum plays like disco funk and soul. So I started with some house and actually some drum and bass. And then I was like, hang on a sec. The two <laughs> no, no, oh my God. Oh my God, I wish. That would have, that would have stressed me out. Um, but then I was like, the, the, like, cause I went to conductor and Tammy Virgie in Liverpool in Freshers. And I was like, that's the music I like. What, I yeah, want to do that. How do I get that? Yeah, out. literally. And so I just started slowly going towards that, I think. But I, I started learning mainly on, mainly on drum and bass actually. Cause that's the sort of music I was listening to when I was younger. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people start off on drum and bass. Yeah. Like bass going line. to the raves, then they yeah. start learning how to DJ, like doing drum Yeah, bass. yeah, drum and bass. But I can't, I'm, now drum and bass, mixing drum and bass seems like a whole ke- different kettle of fish to me. Yeah, it does. And what do you reckon you'd be doing if you weren't a DJ? If you hadn't have had that like inspiration from your family or? Um, your... I'd definitely probably be a lawyer because that's what I did at uni. And like, I was definitely going down that path fully. Um, Wait, so with your mum and your dad being like in the music industry, yeah. how did that even come about? Like how- Me doing law? Yeah. So I think, cause of my upbringing was quite chaotic. Cause, cause of their <laughs> jobs, it's quite like, you know. Traveling and- Yeah, and just like, it's just, it's just a bit chaotic. Like, and I actually like having a sense of security and stuff. And I always was interested with like criminology, everything like that. And then um, I just thought, well, why not just do law? And I, I just kind of liked all the structure of it. But then when I started learning how to DJ and then, so the the, the way I went from law to DJing was that like it was over a long period of time and it was quite last minute having to choose. So I was in my third year of doing law at Liverpool Uni and um, we did the, the first Mixmag stream. And that's when things started taking off a bit. And I was like, right, this is getting a bit tricky. Cause I was in my third year trying to do my exams. Oh my God, and also, traveling starting to travel for shows and stuff Mm. and then it so to be a qualified solicitor you have to do a year of like qualification after your degree and I was planning on doing that and then I had to make a decision like before I'd even finish my third year exams am I going to do that or am I going to defer it and do DJing for a bit and I hadn't had a gap year or anything so I was thinking Mm. okay I'm gonna do if I can if I can make this work I might as well take the DJing opportunities because I can always go back to law and I was meant to start the course again like now but it hasn't happened so yeah well things seem to have taken off since yeah. that mixed mag <laughs> yeah. so fair enough because people don't well, not everyone knows but uh before when you were in Liverpool you um you thought we were all doing like events you were kind of grinding and then that mixed mag took you yeah levels. yeah I think people don't people it's it's not their fault but people the stuff that we did before isn't visible online mm-hmm. and people because it took off from the stream and it's happened fast there was actually so much work behind the scenes that um, happened like before 
for that stream. So me, Gaia, Hannah and Matty were putting on events in Liverpool with like young student female DJs. And bear in mind, this was all during COVID. So yeah. like all my first sets were people sitting down. So that's mad. Yes, mm. yeah. So like but people were sitting down. Yeah. So all my first um, like live sets, people sat down. Like at the time, I was like, this is so frustrating. But now I feel like it gives you an extra sense of being tuned into the crowd because you had to work really hard to pull them away from their conversation. To see their leg tapping. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally to see the leg tapping or just like them like look up at the stage. But yeah, so we put on, we started putting on our little events and then we did a keep hush and then the mix mag came a little bit after that. But yeah, even when I watch that now, I'm like, whoa, I, we all look like such babies. It feels like such a long time ago. Yeah, I, I remember like yesterday, it's crazy. Cause you guys also sold out Coco recently as well. Yeah, that was, that, that, those are the big moments where it's just like, whoa, is this real? Like it's, it's just <laughs> To pinch mad. yourself kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, and it's just nice cause the sort of community that Girls Instinct have around us is just like the best sorts of people. Like we're all, all our events, you feel, everyone feels super safe. Like it's just I feel a really like nice that crowd. is because it's a girl group though. Like no offense to the boys, but like girl energy is yeah. so much yeah it's so different in comparison yeah. like exactly I think everyone's just, looking out for each other yeah it's just i feel like it's just uplift like i feel like it's just uplifting and like people feel like they can express themselves a little bit more freely but it's nice as well because we do get like heterosexual males coming in as well and then they're sort of not forced but like they're around people that they might not necessarily be around mm. as much because yeah. they like the music and like the music is what is bringing everyone together even if it is more like less heterosexual males but like you know it's a nice to be a platform that they come together with yeah. definitely there was definitely one 100 percent of the crowd at your events are crazy yeah i just remember seeing like i can't remember when it was but some guy like stole stole a usb was it oh, one yeah. of your events or was it wasn't yeah. yours or? it was our it was our lead tour date um and the crowd were a bit they were they were they were lovely best and bit was like that it was quite intense and it was very like people were just what fighting to be at the front. Um, Sheaf Street. Oh uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and basically Kitson was um, playing after us and someone just took his USB out of the thing as he was playing, but we found the culprit and and Kitson exposed him and gave him a piece of his mind. So yeah, <laughs> don't rob USBs guys. Yeah, that is shameful. It, I don't know why, like what's what's going on in your head? Do you yeah. think you're gonna get away with it? Yeah. Like take it out mid set. What what do you think is gonna happen? The music's gonna keep playing? No. Well, did it not go on emergency loop? And then yeah, but, just nothing could happen. Yeah, and that. then Gyro and Matty were, got, I was I, I was quite oblivious. I was outside, I didn't Maybe know what was, was going a on. Yeah, oh God. But he, he took it home with him. And oh, it, he took it, it home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't. He like ran away, and then we checked the CCTV, and we could see it. And we posted saying, "Jeez." Yeah, we we posted saying, "We we know who you are. You have twenty four hours to return it, and if you don't, we'll expose we'll expose you." And he returned it. Did he have the confidence to take it, put it in his pocket, and stay in the crowd, or did he just take it and leave? I I think he sort of like moved just back into the crowd because it was so packed and like it was just so hectic. Yeah, it's easy like. It, he could have, like, he probably went for like this sort of tactic, just like the, and then the <laughs> run, you know. No face. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Well, the origins of Girls Don't Sing was in Liverpool Uni. You guys, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, I was. So I'm 22. Matty and Guy are 25, and Hannah is 27. Um, Baby so, Raver still. Yeah. Everyone <laughs> always thinks I'm older as well. Like everyone always, like we always get people to guess our ages because people never get it right, and people always guess. I'm, like old, I'm just thinking. Oh. 
you trying to say? Do you need Botox? Yeah, literally, like, pay for it, please. Um, but yeah, I'm 20, so I was still at uni. Gaia had finished uni. Matty's always been in London, but Matty and Gaia knew each other from home. And Hannah um, and Gaia were teaching, like, students in Liverpool together. So Gaia sort of oh, yeah. brought us all together, m- like, made us all meet up and then, yeah. Girls don't sing. That's sick. Happened. Because any of you, obviously, you guys DJ everywhere now, but do you have any plans to delve into production as a group? Or well, <laughs> we have. We are. We are in the process of making some edits at the moment. No way. Yeah, and we. I put them in a mix that we did for Tiffany Calver the other day. So if you want to have a little sneak peek, go there. But um, they should be coming out around December, hopefully. Just a little edit pack if you want to start there. Sick. So how does it work if you're all four of you in the studio? Are you like oh, all on one hectic. map? Is it? Yeah, we have we, we we sort of like we have we'll have some sessions where it's just some of us and then we'll come together and like because we we were trying to all go in at once and it's sometimes it's not realistic to just all four of us going because there's too many voices, too many yeah. opinions. Um, so the best way to do it is sort of like form ideas and then like work on them after they're more yeah, yeah. fully formed. Because did you did you collab with Skeptic? Oh yeah, that's that's me on my own. Okay. Yeah, so me and Skeptic, some very exciting stuff for that track. Yeah, so we, me, I, I just love Skeptic and he's just the loveliest boy ever. How did that relationship come about? Was that through 23 Degrees? Um, no, so two summers ago, um, I found Skept- some Skeptic's tracks on SoundCloud and Bangers, I was like- by the way. Yeah, literally, ev- every, everything he does are just, I'm just obsessed with him. He's just the best. <laughs> but um, I found some of his tracks, some of his very first tracks on SoundCloud. And I messaged him and said, can I have a download for this? And he was like, me and my friends were jumping around my room. And it's so funny now, because like of what he's doing. And we just got in the studio together because we have some really similar tastes. Yeah. And um, we had some like little sample ideas and we just started working on something and it, it actually came together so fast. So like, we got the, the main bit of it done fast. And then we just built the rest around it. And now there's some exciting plans Coming up. Lots of stuff on the way then. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're touring at the minute. Are you touring mainly with Girls Don't Sink or on your own or what's... So definitely more dates with Girls Don't Sink. Um, I feel like my sound as a so like as a solo DJ is developing a little bit, which is actually good because it means there's less clashes. That's good, yeah. Um, but but yeah, definitely more girls don't sync. I do solo bits where I can. How but. do you find that balance? Do they do you do they does GDS take up more time and then you try and fit your solo stuff in yeah. between? So like because we're a group, the the idea is like if if GDS isn't the priority for one of us, then it's not going to work. We yeah. all need to put girls yeah. in as the priority, and sometimes that means um, not taking solo bookings or switching out solo bookings. But we all do solo bookings where we can. Yeah, and like I like to like sort of move into different spaces where I can with my solo bookings. And I've got a few coming up that I'm really excited about. Um, so yeah. Where are they? There's one in Manchester and London. They haven't been announced yet, so. Okay, keep it hush hush. Yeah. But yeah, there's a few good ones coming up. And me and Skeptic have got a few back-to-backs as well. So Sick. there's one in Birmingham on the 9th of December. Ah, day after Warehouse Project. It's fine, power through. <laughs> so favorite, your favorite crowd or well, yeah, I guess crowd is up north then. I th- I think so. I think so. I I, I don't want to say this. I'm going to annoy some people. Um, I just feel like up north, there's like at Warehouse Product, there's just no, I just haven't been in a crowd like it, and I just feel like the crowds come together a little bit more. Yeah. Like in Leeds as well, I just feel like the crowds ha- there's a bit 
more of a sense of unity, which is like why I love DJing, bringing people together. In London, I feel like it's it's hard to catch them. And like, it's- More like everyone's in their own groups. Yeah, everyone's in their own groups and it feels just a bit more separated. Obviously London has so much to offer. Like it, it arguably has more to offer than like other cities. But for, for me personally, I think Northern crowds are just a bit more up for it. Because you've, Amy, you've DJed up at North quite a bit, haven't you? Leeds. Yeah, what do you Manchester. think? I feel like the community that we, that in Leeds is more so like uni-based. So I yeah. think it is slightly different. Like when I've been playing, it's been a lot of student nights. So yeah. I think it's slightly different yeah. as in comparison to like the like local Leeds lot yeah. or um, anyone in Manchester. But it is still fun. Like, because I think a lot of people go to uni kind of not, just to party but especially if you're going yeah. if you're like a southerner you're going all the way up north you're kind of going to have that night yeah, yeah, like yeah. party so i think that they are more up for it and i think like with london being so like work 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 like it's a big working city everyone seems a bit more of a lower vibe that's but so true that, oh, that sounds so mean but they, they no it, it's, it's not it's more serious or it's more like yeah I don't know. It's yeah, it's not a bad thing that it's a lower vibe. It's just like I think in London it's way harder to be spontaneous. It's harder to like have a big night out because like the work life balance in London is so different to the north. Agreed, yeah. And like even other European cities, like my favourite crowds are in Europe, like Belgium crowds are just Oh seriously? Like, yeah, they're just like I love playing in Antwerp so much and Amsterdam as well. Like I'd love to live in Amsterdam. I just think it's the best city. What festivals did you do there? ADE was just recently. On yeah, we did Puckle Pop in Belgium, which was just Puckle Pop. insane. Yeah, like the Belgian crowds, like they're just they're just so like free. Like they just they're not looking up at you waiting for something specific, or they're not like like they're not waiting for something that they want to hear. Like they're just the yeah, they're yeah. so in the moment. But yeah, it's definitely something with social media that like it definitely brings in a whole new audience to this kind of music. And sometimes people are just going for just like these big moments and actually like they need to settle yeah. in for the set and settle in for like everyone on the list. Not just, yeah, it's not just, just one like, person always. Yeah, I struggle with that so much. I find it, cause like TikTok's done a lot for us, but like I, my favorite clubs or like nights are when you're not allowed your phone. I yeah. just think it's like nothing brings a crowd together more than like taking away that like Black Mirror. It just reminds me of Black Mirror so much. Mm. My best nights are when I come back and I'm like, I didn't, I don't have anything on my phone. Literally, yeah, but yeah. I was there. Like, I've got no photos, but I've had the best memory. Yeah, yeah literally. Yeah. If I'm recording, it's probably because I'm like not that interested in the night. Yeah, because you, you're not being that present you're, if yeah. you're like thinking about yourself in the future. Like, I feel like the best part of going to like a rave or an event is like just being fully present with everyone yeah. else in the moment. But, it's yeah. crazy sometimes, like. Of no hate on Fred again, but going to a Fred again concert, standing at the back, it is like such a spectacle to see how many phones. Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. And they're probably all thinking like, okay, when I get home, I'm gonna post this straight away. Literally. Like get kind of clout on TikTok. I know, yeah. It's it's crazy. It's like, yeah, at Glastonbury, we went to watch him because we were like, oh, we we may as well like, it's a good chance to see him. And like, we were, we were stood there in the group we were with and we were so far back and like, People were just standing there like, and what my friend just said, this is shit, isn't it? <laughs> we, we were just no. waiting for someone to, it's not that he was just, like, the music is incredible. I have so much respect for him, but like, I can't force myself to stand that far back, like just to be there just because to show that I've been there. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's just not my thing. It's definitely weird. I don't know whether it's because I'm getting older, but like 
this year and maybe last year, I saw so much more of Glastonbury on social media. Mm. I don't know yeah. why before I'd never really seen any insight to it. I'd obviously heard it was like crazy. Yeah. But like some of these pop-up stages and but stuff, I'd never seen them. they were sponsored by Vodafone this year. So I feel like oh. the signal was probably 10 times better than what it's been before. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, it's always a different phone provider. Everything. And like, if you're not with the phone provider, that's what to, good luck. No good way. Luck. So I, was this year, the, this was the first year you played there? No, we played there the year before as well. Oh. Okay. Um, but like I think Glastonbury is such a beast. Like the more you go, the better it gets because you understand. It's it so it's so, I I'm I'm a bit lazy. Like it's and I, I heard someone at Glastonbury. I heard someone walk past going, Ah, oh, Glastonbury's just one big long walk, isn't it? <laughs> and it does it does feel like that. But you've like, got the buggies. No, no, you don't have buggies. There's no buggies. No, like no one comes and gets you. Like what? unless you're like literally on the period stage. Like you're not you're not you don't get like riders and that at Glastonbury. Is there not like shortcuts if you're an artist around the back or no? Not really, unless, <laughs> unless you know, unless you know, the, unless you know the shortcuts, but you just have to set out early, get your little, get everything that you might need. Um, I do love, I do obviously Glastonbury's like nothing else, but um, yeah, this year playing there was way more fun. Cause we, we sort of knew we were walking into a yeah. bit more. Did you get glamping though? No, so we had a caravan, but you still have to like pay for the caravan. Oh. Yeah. It's it's glass and they don't they don't they don't care. But obviously I'm gonna play there, but like it's not, you know. That's mad. Yeah, I really need to go. It looks it looks mad. It is an experience. You just have to be prepared for for, for a lot of walking. Like, cause where are we were in Silverhaze, which is like the dance field, and our caravan was like right behind Levels, which is a stage we played. But to get to like Shangri-La, which is like where it all stays late, it's lit it was literally like an hour walk, like maybe longer. Oh my God. So, and like when you get somewhere, you have to really commit. So it's like, you can't sort of just float about. You need to like go somewhere and get yourself involved. Crazy. I actually heard of so many people breaking in this year. Successfully. Oh yeah, all the scousers. Yeah. There were so many scousers in there, apparently <laughs> none of them had tickets. <laughs> uh, there, was a, there was loads of Liverpool people there this Did they year. all hop in your caravan on the way down? Uh, if, if I if I if I could help them, I would. Um, but yeah, it's. It, I think they might have oversold it a bit. Cause like, the, I get a bit overwhelmed because it's like when you're walking through, it felt like you're walking through a crowd when you're just like trying to walk about. That is like. There's a hundred thousand people, right? No, two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand people. Yeah, it was crazy. Like you never see. Like you can turn around for five seconds and you've just lost everyone. And no like there's way. just so many faces everywhere. It's like. It is overwhelming, you have to go prepared. So what else did you do this summer? So playing wise, we did park life, which was something only had 20 minutes because of the rain, but like it was a little power 20 minutes. Um, which other ones would be? Oh, you know what? Love Saves Day in Bristol was one of my favorites. It was so yeah. fun. Was it good weather? Yeah, and okay. it was just like, we didn't know what to expect really. Cause we were like, our tent was sort of near the back and it was a tent and we thought, and we were on after a rapper as well. And you thought, oh, what's this, what? How's this gonna be? But that was so fun. Um, I feel like the weather really helps. Like, yeah, bring the vibe literally. Up. What else? Hideout. Hideout was fun as well. Is it that Croatia? Just, yeah, it? yeah. It was literally just the day after Glastonbury, though, so we were literally dead. And then I had to move out of my flat like as soon as I got back from Hideout. It was just that that weekend of my life didn't feel real. I woke up and just burst into tears because I was like, no, I can't do it. But, and you went to Ibiza as well? Oh my god, yeah, Ibiza. How did I forget to say that? Yeah, that was incredible. Um, it's just such a, it's nice with girls in sync because I feel like we get to do a range of things. Yeah. Like, we're not, we're not, we don't, we we love all the underground stuff, but then we can also go and, like, in Ibiza, we were playing house. Like, mm -hmm. we did the high toilets and we were playing for six hours and it was mainly house. 
and then we did the room with Fisher as well. And we met Fisher and he, I was like, is he going to know who we are? And he was so lovely. No way. It was crazy. He looked like, so funny, man. Yeah, like me and Matty were in the toilets and we were just like singing in the, t- the toilets in the green room. We were just singing like, wasn't me. By Shaggy. And then Dom Dollar just comes out and starts singing along with us. I said, hang on a second. Are you Dom Dollar? It's just, it was just crazy. But yeah, we were there in our trainers. And there were all these like supermodels in their heels. I went, a bit out of place, but whatever. Because <laughs> what's it like traveling on the road as a four or on your own? Like, because you guys... Like you said, back to back from Glastonbury to Hideout, was it? Like you must have yeah. to really entertain yourselves or Yeah, travelling I I think I think Annie Mac said it. Like the part the part of DJing that's work is like the travelling and the late nights and like the actual DJing doesn't feel like work. The travelling is definitely hard and you just I feel like because last summer, the sum the first summer that we were sort of travelling, I'd been on a plane I went on a plane more times in that summer than like my, I'd been in my whole life. So like the novelty was like, oh my God, I'm going on planes. And now it's like, get back to Manchester Airport. But <laughs> um, I just, my noise cancelling headphones are my whole life. Yeah. They actually recently broke and I said I taped them back together, but I need to get <laughs> some new ones. <laughs> they, they, they really saved me. We, all, we always just like download stuff to watch and like we'll have, we'll give each other, it's like a book club, but like a series club. Um, but it's nice that you've got all four of yeah. you because I can yeah. like, speaking to other djs like traveling by yourself is lonely as well literally i can't ima- i feel so uh, like that's the times i feel so grateful to be in a group like when we're traveling because like the the lonely traveling like you just because you're in a constant stage of like waiting to go somewhere else it just feels like you just go a bit numb but like because when we all have each other it's yeah it's nice and you do the crisp like watching your, your guys oh, yeah. it's so <laughs> jokes because it gives reviews. you an insight of like stuff that you don't usually see when you're posting stories when you're traveling so like doing the crisp reviews of jokes yeah we love doing we love doing that we need to bring we need we haven't done a crisp review for ages actually Who, um, whose idea was that Oh, we just well we well, we just love we just love crisps like all of us <laughs> as a group, and so when we go when we we I can't remember where it was the first time but we were like in a supermarket in Europe, and we were just like let's try some crisps and then we were like well we better film it and like when we're in the van and stuff it's just fun to entertain ourselves yeah what's your favorite crisp then oh god does it change oh god you know it does it does change a lot mine you know what. I love salt and vinegar Pringles. I love the way they're like- Anything salt and vinegar is all good. Yeah, salt and vinegar is the best flavor. Salt and vinegar is the best flavor. Or like salt and vinegar McCoy's, I love. Have you had the salt and vinegar co-op ones? No. They are unbelievable. I'm actually gonna write that down. They are like so vinegary. That's why I like the burn. Yeah, the burn, oh my days. I like lick it, put it in my mouth and just like hold it in and then eat it. Yeah. Unreal. I like the Walker's Max Paprika as well. There's honorable mention to them. Paprika, I don't know about paprika. Oh, because also suit yourself. <laughs> suit yourself. Who was it? Um, was it Papa Nugs that was doing like random reviews on his story as well, doing like oh. meal deal reviews? People doing meal yeah, deal yeah, reviews. Yeah, I think so. That is the content that I love. Meal I like, deal it's reviews. So I so it's so easy to watch. Yeah, my what people that get just deals? ham and ready salted Pringles or oh, ready salted so Walkers. I can't eat many ready meals because I can't eat gluten and I'm vegetarian. No way, me so. too. Are you vegetarian? Gluten, gluten. So yeah. are, you... are you celiac? No, I'm intolerant. I'm um, celiac. Uh, really? Yeah, me and, Han- me and Hannah are both celiac. And like when we're traveling, like when we go to France, like we can't eat anything. And like once Hannah, because like we literally can't eat anything. Like sometimes we have to eat gluten. It's fine. Like, I don't really get too much affected, but Hannah's like stomach acid burnt through to her diaphragm. And like, because we we're in the mountains, like she had to get the medical team. No way. Because um, oh there's like no food we can eat unless you literally live off chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Is there no gluten in chips? 
No, that's potato. They're potatoes. Depends though. If you're a celiac though, when they're frying it, then you have I'm, to be careful. I'm not sensitive to it, so I'm okay. kind of lucky. And me and Hannah are both sort of okay, but Hannah's like, that just, she she, she couldn't play the set that night. No so way. just Caesar yeah. salad then. Yeah, literally. And not that's got croutons, the croutons, oh, yeah. yeah. And, and chicken and I'm vegetarian. Blimey. <laughs> anyway. So that's not on the right, none, none of that's on the right, I mm-hmm. guess. Do you, Belle? Gluten-free. Yeah, you know what? I actually do like that beer. You do? Yeah, I don't like many beers. My favourite beers are Peroni. Peroni? With a bit of lime cordial in it. Peroni's got gluten in Or gluten. Yeah, you know what? I do eat gluten. <laughs> Hold on, this has gone from celiac <laughs> to... I am, I am temporary. I hope my mum doesn't watch this. She'll, ch- she'll shout at me. But um, I am celiac, but I still eat gluten. Sometimes. It's bad. Is it not like... Just when you feel like... I don't it. feel anything from it. Nothing really? happens. How did you even find out you were celiac? Because I'm diabetic. Because uh, when they test for diabetes, they test for that as well, because it's all autoimmune. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I got the two for one deal. Two for one. Yeah. Because also you you start you've started um, type one community, which yes. has got something coming soon. In yeah, yeah, we're doing a launch event on seventeenth of November. So come along. Um, we we just want to we don't want it to like isolate people who aren't diabetic. We want it to be all about like bringing people who are diabetic and who aren't diabetic together and raising the awareness. Yeah, it? yeah, because like since. I've got a hoodie on, but since like these senses have come about, like it's made diabetes a much more visible mm, definitely. disease. Like you guys probably see them around. Yeah. And it's just made me, like it, all, it made us all realize like how many people still go out like with diabetes. Cause it's a bit of a thing like drinking with diabetes can be dangerous, but like it shouldn't stop you from living a normal life. But yeah, we just, we, we just want to create a bit of a platform cause there's nothing really there for it. Definitely. There's quite a bit of like stuff with diabetes and sports, but I think cause it's a bit taboo, like drinking and being diabetic, but you can do it. Living proof. Living proof. <laughs> almost, almost died, but living proof. Almost died. What? With some scary moments. I've had a couple of seizures in my time, Blimey. but like Recently? the last, the last one I had, I think I was um, nineteen. But that sort of scared me, so it hasn't got that bad. But I have had some bad hypos where I have to like, well, I can't speak and stuff. So what was it that brought that on when you were nineteen? So I was drinking the night before, and it makes your blood sugar go really high and then really low. And then so so I woke. I was just sitting with my friends like in their living room, and then I just started having a seizure. Blimey! But I live to see the day. I just lose my memory for like two hours after. I can't remember anything. So I bought your Lucasade, but I forgot to mention. Oh, I forgot to mention it. I saw it somewhere that you drink the Lucasade. Yeah, that's on the that's on the rider every time. On the rider. Um, and that event in Peckham is that a um, girls don't sink event or is it? No. You? So me and Matty are going back to back. So it'll Sick. be GDS vibes. Um, and then pumping tunes. Yeah, I'm excited. So yeah, come on down, guys. Come on down. T- Toller, is that how you say it? Toller and Peckham. Toller you can and tell Pe- I'm not from London, guys. What date is it? Seventeenth of November. Nice, cool. And obviously, you guys are like a massive um, figure for female DJs, aspiring DJs. You mentioned that you like teach people as well. Um, any like advice you want to give to people that are to females and that are starting out, or any people you want to shout out in the um, I always get like we always get asked like what advice to give people and it's it, it's always just the same it's always just like find your sound like it, I as much as I would have specific advice for female DJs like I like to just sort of think of it as like everyone's a DJ so I'm going to give people the same advice the only like gender specific advice would just be like don't let like trust yourself and don't let other people tell you different if you have a gut gut feeling about something because like there are some creeps around there are some weirdos around and there are people that like try and make the most of the fact that you're a woman and try and play on that but my advice for in general is just like find your sound develop your sound 
go to go out a lot so, so you know what you like don't try and go out a lot go out a lot <laughs> this is your excuse yeah, just go yeah. out every weekend don't don't just like try and i just obviously tiktok's a great platform but don't just try and get like what's the word I don't know, give give yourself a pure platform of that because it doesn't have any foundations. You need to really find your taste, I think. Okay, like yeah. you, I think you should really develop like what 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 you know and what you like. And then that will set you like in good. I know I, I always try and say sayings and I never know the words. But you know what I mean. Do you think you started so you started DJing first and then went to production? Do you think that's the best way around to for you to, to do it or? Um, I don't think there's a best way. It works differently for everyone. I, I actually started, I made an edit when I first started DJing and it was just at the same time because that was my main focus because I didn't have uni. Mm. Um, it just depends what's going on. I, I know for me, I have to really be in the zone to do production. So it's just finding the time and stuff. But I think it can work different ways. Like DJ Seinfeld, for example, he, I was listening to a podcast he didn't. He like, he, um, was just a producer and then he had he was teaching himself how to DJ like, on the planes to yeah. gigs because like he didn't know how to DJ but no look at him now yeah, I think that's the same with Dan Shake he yeah um he like was producing and then one of his tracks like got noticed and then he got booked off that and yeah they like, I can't DJ <laughs> and had to teach himself how to DJ yeah that's mad I think like definitely m most people these days like the DJ scene definitely are starting to produce a bit more which is sick because like some people that did you thought oh, who's a pure dj like actually people like ben ufo mm -hmm. they just strictly really are on the dj so most of has audio but i can't think of an example right now but. i just can't e wrap doesn't my produce. head around true like logic or able to oh like, yeah you know what struggle with yeah. that yeah i am no master in it at all like i think what i do is i just do what I can. I was always, with production, I'm always feeling like I'm doing something wrong or someone's gonna hear it and think this or think this. But like, if you just sit and like, let the creativity flow instead of worrying about like, how it should sound or like what other people are gonna think of it. Mm. That's when I make, that's when I feel like I come out with the stuff that I'm happiest with. And then when I send that to people, they're like, yeah, this is good. Like, it's not, there's no one way to produce. You can do it however works. Like if it sounds good, it sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, because like old school DJs like Carl Cox, like you, you go see Carl Cox, you're going to see him spin tunes. Yeah. He doesn't really produce at all. Yeah. Produce. I think it's, yeah, it just it just depends. I think being a selector is like, I'd say the bigger part of DJing than like, obviously not against production, but like the actual technical bit. But I think- I've actually just realized why it's called a selector in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> Really? That, yeah, no jokes. That I do actually, love. I do. That's blowing my mind. It, that's quite satisfying. <laughs> that's actually for you. blowing my mind. But yeah, be, being a selector, like being able to oh choose. Oh my days! Like <laughs> that is actually revolutionary. <laughs> what the hell? You're gonna sleep better tonight now. That is mad. That. <laughs> He's happy crazy. with that one. <laughs> that is actually crazy. Yeah. All these people saying it, I was just like, "What is a selector? What the hell is that?" Saying? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh. I but you know what? That. I'm happy that you've learned something new. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so we'll move on to some like quick fire questions. Um, sort of, you can give a short answer or like a quick one, whatever. Okay, I'll um, try my best. I get, I might need five seconds of thinking. Time. Go for it, yeah. So, um, what is one track? We've already asked you this. What is one track every DJ should have on their USB? Yeah, should I do a different one? Yeah, do a different one. I'm gonna do like, because I think the last time I did like a classic. Yeah. Um, I think one that I love that like, this reminds me of Puckle Pop. This producer called Nikolai is called Samba Dub. 
and Sam it's great. It up. Yeah. I don't know it, but I'll have to note it down. Oh, every time the, the, the arms are in the air for that one. I feel like you could put it in any set as well. Is it Speedy Garage? Yeah, it is, but it's, it's very like, because it's got lots of like, oh, you guys will have to listen to it. Yeah, we'll have to listen I was, to it. I don't want to start singing on here. <laughs> Um, and what is your, so it, we'll do it as Sophia, shall we? Because we did it as girls don't yeah. last time. What is your dream back to back and where would you do it? Ooh, oh God. I, I, I always think about this. I find it so hard, but like, I think it would change all the time. I would love to do a back to back with DJ Seinfeld though, because I saw his set at Lost Village. Lost Village is my favorite festival. And like, it's just insane. I saw his set there and like the way he switch, like goes between genres so smoothly and just like, create such a good energy. I'd love to go back to back with him. And yeah, you say where it. as well. Where, yeah. At Lost Village. At Lost Village. Just anywhere up, not, not anywhere up north, any further north. Or is it up north? It's in Village? it's in near Nottingham, but festivals okay. I feel like they could be on Mars and like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's a different world. And what is your go-to closing track at the minute? I think it's House and More by Club Caviar like, and Mass yeah. Media. I can't, I always try and not play. I'm like, oh, I've got it. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> a big time. tune. Phasmid plug that one as well yeah um and what's uh what's the first festival you went to it was this little one called womad um and it's like a it's like world of music and dance festival it's because my dad was doing something there and i think i was like 14 had a blast had a blast big up womad womad so what music is that like it's like world music so oh like, yeah, yeah it's quite a small festival but it was it was super fun good memories what about club favorite club in um uk could be europe could be anywhere oh oh i do i love progress center in manchester they yeah, yeah. just opened up this summer it's only, it's seasonal though so i think oh, it's so hard to choose i love progress center i love warehouse project and i do love fabric so hey london i'm back yeah I'm back. Because it's Progress Center, also Warehouse Project, is it? Or? No, so they're, I think they're two different things. Um, but Progress Center is more like in the summer, summer. and then Warehouse Project is winter. Is that winter. the one with the flowers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just such a good like. It's just the day raves there because I I struggle with things in the day. I don't really know where to place myself. I'm just a bit like. But at Progress Center, it's just insane. Big, yeah. Big recommendation. Yeah, that's definitely one to, we need to go to for sure. Yeah. Um, what about so obviously you said you played house in um in ibiza was it yeah if you were going to be playing with girls with girls don't sync what would be the genre you'd go to um house or ukg ukg definitely ukg defo yeah house house is our fun little moment in ibiza like we bring it back when we need to um and we do it's nice to switch it up but definitely ukg um, and what about Glastonbury or Fabric? If you had to pick between oh the two. Oh God, Glastonbury. Glastonbury. But I do love Fabric. I do. That is hard. But I think Glastonbury, you can find a, your own fabric in there somewhere. Um, and who's got the best dressed wardrobe out of Girls Don't Sink? Ooh, that's a good question. That was Amy's I question. Think... I've robbed it. That is a, that's, <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I, I think we all have quite different styles. It really depends like what you like. Do you guys share clothes? Well, Hannah and Guy are a miniature, so like I can't really be borrowing that clothes, but like they can borrow each other's. But we do definitely like it's it's, it's always like does anyone have a top? Does anyone have a black top? But you know what? I actually love Matty's style. I think if I was to dress like any of the others, the girls would think I dress like Matty. I think yeah. she some she'll put an outfit and be like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Guy and Hannah love your styles as well, but Matty, I think I like her style the most. Got it. No beef. 
No beef. I think it's just like more my taste. Your taste. Like me and Matt what just have what is something taste. that you girls bicker over? Oh, what do we bicker over? Because you must be like like sisters. So yeah. Spend so much time together. It's it's more just like, I, it's just like I can't think of like specific things. There's not really like a repetitive thing. It's just like there'll just be little moments or like we'll just wind we'll just wind each other up on purpose. Yeah. yeah. yeah but like me, Hannah. Poking. And, yeah, me, Hannah, and Guy all live in the same building. Like we all have our own flats in the same building, so it's like we all live in a big house together as well in Liverpool. That's mad. Yeah, it's fun. Do you live with other people or? No, I live on my own. On your own. I love it. That's unreal. What yeah. I, my next question was going to be: What is downtime looking like if you're on your on your own? Oh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> I love reality TV so much. I think it's because my brain can actually just switch off. Yeah. Um, have you watched Married at First Sight UK? This, I, this no, season? I haven't watched this season. It's really good. Perfect. Well, I, I've got like I love reality TV as well because you can never run out of it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I've been watching Love Is Blind. Like, I just so yeah. many box sets to Literally. watch. Literally, I'd say just like sitting on my sofa and, and watching TV, and I like cooking as well. Actually, what are you I like going up? out for food. <laughs> What's the go-to meal you're chefing up? Ooh, I just make sort of like you got like someone coming like, around for dinner trying to put something on nice what are you what are you cooking oh it's just i'm gonna be boring and say like a creamy tomato pasta but it's because it's nice yeah, but yeah. Like, i like making like you know what my guilty pleasure is guys i love a jacket potato <laughs> what with on top don't say beans. tuna beans and cheese yeah okay cool I can yeah i'm a vegetarian oh yeah no tuna around here what's um what's your favorite dj name that you've ever heard Oh my god! I see, I I seen one the other day, and it was I don't know if this is my favorite, but it was DJ Project Manager. I feel like people literally use anything nowadays. DJ fart in the clubs, man. Yeah, no, you know what I mean. We could literally, I could literally say something random right now, and I guarantee there's a DJ out there called it. I don't know what my favorite one is. DJ fart in the club slaps as well. Shout. <laughs> yeah, there's there's like funny ones, and then there's I love Party Boy sixty nine. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. True. I love DJ Assault, but not sure on the name. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, yeah, I kind of didn't process the name until you've just said it like that then. But yeah. Uh, last question. Uh, what was the worst thing you've forgotten when on tour? Like the most dramatic situation you've had if you've forgotten anything? USB, anything you've, or oh, any well, drama I'm... on passport? It's like, it's not abroad, but when I went to Leeds once, I didn't have my insulin. And I was just on the floor of the hotel room, just like on death's door. Oh. And getting back to Liverpool from Leeds is so rough. And like, it was just, it was just a rough, rough day. because I forgot my insulin. Could Jeez. you not get any in Leeds? No, because I'd have to go to like A&E and wait hours anyway. So I just had to wait until I get home. But that was my own silly thought and I learned from it. But anything, I can't, I don't think we've, Hannah is a scatterbrain. Like Hannah will leave her, like Hannah would literally leave her head on the plane if it wasn't attached to her body. <laughs> um, she'll, she'll literally just leave her suitcase in the hotel room and be like, Oh god, guys, where's my suitcase? <laughs> <laughs> so that's just the concept. But that we haven't had two, we haven't had any like big travel dramas yet. That's but good. We have got some exciting outside touch word. We've got some exciting outside of Europe stuff lined up in February. So hopefully that all goes to plan. See, we look forward to it. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's full circle. For thank me. you for um, giving us that time and uh, good luck at drum sheds. Today. Thanks, guys. Thanks thank for having you. me. Good. Yeah. That was fun. Oh, you know, I need to get out of these lights. I can't believe you only just knew what a selector was. That's absolutely oh. wild. Are you good? Yes, yeah, that's right, man. Um, Jesus. I need to get out of these lights. Yeah, I was, my, I was, my face is sweating.